Welcome to my Safe Word is More. My name is Albert Jackson. I went with my full government name. Yeah. Corinne Kaplan, my lovely co-host. How are you today? I am great. I am I am suited and booted because I'm going on a date after this. I like the old school. I, I feel like there's like an old <laughs> black man inside of you. Well, we are suited and booted. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I haven't heard from him all day. So Ooh. I'm not sure the date's still on. It's also about to drop to negative 13 degrees. So keeping it timely, just so everybody knows, we're all doing a podcast and smiling, but we're all secretly terrified because win- uh, winter is 100%. coming. Uh, yes, winter, winter is, is coming. Yes, this is the winter of my discontent. I don't. I'm from Florida. I don't understand what to do in cold weather. I have no preparations. All I did prior to coming here was going to the liquor store, and other people had the same idea. <laughs> the shelves were not well stocked. Um, that, and I that, bought... that tells you where you are in your life. Yeah. Because when COVID hit. Some people went to Target. Some people went to a liquor store. Oh, oh! the funniest thing ever is that I went to the liquor store, stood outside in line, did not observe the six feet, was not wearing a mask, and they used that picture of me in line in front of Argonauts on the cover of the newspaper. Yes. To say, like, you were an anti-masker? They were, they were saying, like, look at these lunatics waiting outside, risking death. This one's not even wearing a mask. Now, did it hurt worse if they didn't name drop you? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I am the most Corinne famous Kaplan person. is an anti-masker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was standing about three inches from the person in front of me because I just was like, get me in the store already. Yeah. I was so afraid there was going to be nothing left. This is, this is my take on, like, end of the world preparations. You can have all the fucking white rice and beans or whatever the fuck in your garage that you want you say that now team in two weeks after armageddon maybe <laughs> not you yeah. want some polio but you see everyone wants to go to the person's house who has the alcohol that's the key thing i'm positive okay. i've done survivor twice i know what i can live on i don't need a whole lot to live but mentally i cannot not have alcohol in a pandemic sort of situation wow you see okay yeah it's so very, very that important would, that's your first move is the liquor store you want to know what my second one was Friend, even though... Talk to me, because I have a question for you. (laughs) I don't like weed. I did panic that I would run out of liquor, so then I bought out all the gummies in my local uh, weed dispensary. You're like a crazy old drug dealer (laughs) that's just throwing his money around. It's like, I bought 50 pairs of pants because I wanted to. (laughs) I know what has trading value on the market. Okay. You know? And, um, yeah, I went in for all... I mean, I even bought out Kratom, which is, if people don't really know what this is outside of Denver, but it's like... Street legal Adderall, kind of. That's is like that what that is? I never knew what that was. Qu- oh, my God. It makes you want to run through a window. It's very questionable. Like, if you take three pills, you you fly in high on the wings of Kratom. <laughs> you take four, you're in a coma. Like, it's like, <laughs> it has, like, reverse effects. Like, there's a line you cross. It's it's very questionable. And, like, the FDA hasn't made, like, a ruling on it. So it sits on the market. Maybe they could get around to that. Because <laughs> it's been on the market for years now. For, yeah, but it's, like, most, a lot of stores won't sell. Anyways, what, whatever. Second, the pandemic started i was like who's got kratom like i really <laughs> i've never taken that and i didn't have i had c- condiments as i do i have soy sauce always ponzu sauce rice vinegar i, li- I like sushi right okay um, and i had no food none i feel like you would just have your pitch to everybody like you know during this terrible storm where we're locked down for two weeks your pitch is like look i need your food 
but you need my spices. You sure You did. got, you have, like, you're not like, I don't just have olive oil. I have, like, yes. avocado oil, I have sesame oil. You guys don't have this. Let's work together. Mm-hmm. I like, no one ever thinks about, somebody's got to bring the plates and knives. Come yeah, on. exactly. Right. So, um, I thrived in the pandemic. I lived in a community, like, I mean, I, now it sounds like I lived in a commune. I was just it in really a, did. I know, like, I'm the type of person that yeah. was, I am the least generous. I'm not a, a commune style person. I, I don't share my men. I don't share anything. You, you are not the ideal candidate for a cult. I would say that. No, I'm, you need I'm a good to cult. Fall in line. I'm a cult leader. I am not a good follower. Yeah. I feel like you could be the first female cult leader. We we've talked about this on and off the pod. I think we need to start this. If you're listening, you're ob- you're obviously a fan of hers. So why don't you have some boots on the ground? Be yeah. the first people to buy Bitcoin. And be yeah. like on the bottom tier of the pyramid I mean, that is to be your cult. It's that Nexium situation where I need like the rich uh, Bronford sisters or whatever. The, the, that was amazing. Yeah. The air, the air, the Seagram liquor. That. All of it. By the way, perfectly match up yeah. with my ideals. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the original thing. Um, we don't know that we're going to live to see tomorrow, so we're recording today. Right. And I may or may not have a date after this. And that gentleman caller is exceedingly wealthy. I've done the math. He's worth $93 million. Um, And uh, I also think he might be canceling since I have heard nothing. Is it canceling if he doesn't contact you? Oh, I am not. There's, there was not. He's not good looking enough for a second try here. Mm. This is, no, this is a one and done. Well, there's like, here's my issue with this because the date is supposed to be around 5 30 can we say that yeah Uh, okay so yeah (laughs) Yeah. we got yeah and i was told by him he has my number i have his we were communicating on the app right now it's about 2 30 and he was like um i I, i'll be leaving work around five and we set the destination of where it would be which i always pick somewhere that's convenient for me because i'm the lady Mm -hmm. and like he doesn't really live close by so if he were to be like give me a place if he had suggested a place that was near him i would have canceled for sure but he didn't he's been very nice about it however he said he would let me know because i don't know like what i don't know how far his work is or whatever so he was like uh what was uh, the last thing he texted you let's see i want to know that because i i know I'll probably have sent a text like this. This is why I don't think he's going to cancel because he's old. Okay. Wait, I, he better not at some point listen yeah. to this. This is all mean. He's, I mean, he's my age. He might be asleep. And that is old. And these people don't really cancel. He said, perfect. Okay, so I said, I suggested Mythology, which is like a favorite bar by me. I said, they have fun cocktails. Is that cool? Here's my number. Just give me a heads up when you're heading that way. He said, perfect. I'll text you earlier in the day with an ETA. Oh, so it's not time to panic yet. Oh, I wasn't going to – this is not Corinne panicking. No, I, this is not panic, an NBA player I'm meeting. No, look, maybe you are definitely wired differently than me in certain ways. If somebody no-called, no-show, I would I would have some feelings. I wouldn't say them. I would never confront so, them. But I'd be like, man, this like, brings up a, word? a great point. And I say this to people all the time. Like, I, So, you know, I have a, 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 a alarmingly high self-esteem for no reason other than that my parents told me I was fantastic at everything I ever did my whole life. That's your shield through life, though. Because people who didn't have parents like that get wrapped up in cults. Because people are always like, you know, hey, you know, are you looking for guidance? Yeah. Isn't that what they all say? Yeah. Are you looking for guidance? Do you feel lost? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's something inside of you that isn't right? And you're like, I'm great. Why are you asking me these questions? Yeah. You have... This weird protection, even though, like, you joke around about your personality, it keeps you from getting roped in with, with stupid stuff because you're a follower. I don't. I, I, so my point is I don't get upset. If we haven't met, 
and you ghost me, that's a you problem. Like the narrative in my head is like, this person is a lunatic. This person is probably married. This person has mm-hmm. some other shit going on. This person is just collecting women for the ego boost. And then like, it's not me. You didn't meet me. Now, if we met and I think we had a really good date and I leave there high-fiving a million angels and then you never text me, then I have a tendency to be like, well, that wasn't great. Yeah. I'm still okay. I'm much better than the average person when it comes to rejection. Um, but if you haven't met me, like the, the idea that I would be upset about that is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it, it, I think the same goes the other way. Do you find it weird how sometimes people cannot move past a relationship that they've had with somebody? Being that we are all conscious that there's a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. You've interacted with this one person. It went real bad or you embarrass yourself. But the idea that like two years later, like I still know people that are still kind of going back to the past, either rejections or, or, or failure. And it's just like there's this weird thing where your confidence allows you to move on no matter what. And like people read books for that. People go to seminars to learn mm-hmm. how to do that and not be stuck in this like. What did I do to Frank? I tried to be a good wife and he left. Like that is a lot of people like a one relationship takes up the yeah. bulk of their majority of their life going forward, you know? Yeah, you, you really got to work not to have that happen, I yeah. feel. But I um I have like once in a blue moon, I had an ex that it was the longest term relationship I ever had. He was married the entire time, but that's not the point. Um, we were together for over 3 years and he was my best friend and we were, you know, we were really great together. You know, there was the problem of the wife, but, like, it was reasonable that enough. That tends to get in them. <laughs> well, she had a boyfriend, and, like, they were moving in opposite directions, and it was... I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> I would say so. It was an interesting scenario because he was he was sure that she had someone else, but, like, didn't have any evidence. And I was like, who cares what she's doing? And he's like, I just really hope she has someone else. That'll make this whole thing easier. And then he saw that she bought a flight to the Bahamas, and it was, like, more than he thought it should be. And he clicked the drop-down box, and p- up pops the name of the guy that she's taken on his fucking dime on the trip. So he confronts her and then he's like, she cannot meet the children. They had three kids. And I, by the way, he was always like, the youngest one was like too young to speak. So he's like, oh, like, how about I bring him into the city? This is when I lived in New York. And I was like, mm-hmm. nah, like, I don't want to meet your kids. Right. I have no interest. I don't interest want to know about that part of your life. At all. Um, but this, so this person, apparently, we knew his name because the name popped up on the the Amex card charges. Um, and he comes home from work one day and there's donuts and his kids, they're very healthy, like the, both parents and the kids. Oh, and no. And he's like, where did these donuts come from? And like the three-year-old's like, Vinny brought them. And he's like, what the fuck? So now we know he'd been brought around the house. Anyways, that particular man, when he would insult me, his insults were so like great like they were they were like gut punches and that like took me a while to to rebound from and i'll give you an example so first of all he called me a chronic disappointment oh (laughs) yeah i always thought that's a really great way to knock someone down oh my god that made my stomach that's like that's the one that you drive away from like oh yeah jesus yeah when he would get mad, he would just go for the jugular, which actually I, I respect. But he did at some point in time, he said to me, he said something to the effect of your upper lip looks like a credit card. Shut the fuck up. Now, what he was saying is that I, my upper lip was too thin and I have since gotten lip filler. It took me years to be like, every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, fucking that credit card upper lip. Mm. And, and I've since fixed it. And so... Did you just take it into the plastic surgeon and be like, make it look like this? And it was a Discover card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can make it... Look- <laughs> I need a black card. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just knew what would, like, really trigger me. Um, I, I really... 
But that's when, it. When you started that mm-hmm. and you were like, he had some pretty bad insults, I was kind of in my head like, there's nothing anybody could say that could really insult. And then the first one was real, <laughs> real AF. Uh-huh. And then the, the the credit card, you know what? Because it's so specific, you know he thought about it. Definitely. And he was like, is it like a ruler? No. <laughs> Rounded at the edges. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe like a belt buckle? No. Yeah. Like a cra- He like went through the yeah. whole process. And it obviously had been irritated. It was on the tip of his tongue. It was very, it rolled right out of his mouth. Right. Yeah. But. It is fun to argue with those people, though. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, th- wow. That was, a. Hey, I'm not going to say shout out to him because that wasn't cool. <laughs> I mean, we're friendly now. Yeah. But... And, and are you guys friendly? Like, how did you guys meet? Is, is there is there any, like, DMing? Because oh. I'm, not, I'm not good with the sliding in the DMs. Yeah. What, let's what about get, you? Let's get after that for a minute. Well, in the case of him, no, it was long before any of that existed. It was, mm. you know, 15 years ago. Um, no, I met him the old-fashioned way. He was a client. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I had the craziest. Well, okay, so I on Facebook, I only, I really only accept friend requests from actual friends. However, there was a period of time. You know, I've been on Facebook since whatever. It was actually my first season of Survivor. Facebook just got invented, wow. and someone created a Facebook like they were me. And then created a I Hate Corinne Facebook page where the fake Corinne was commenting, like, I hate myself. I'm going to kill myself. And I was like, what is happening on this fache bouquet? Like, I am getting involved. So I built a Facebook just because I had to be able to report, like, this, the, it was like a crazy scenario. And this is the uh, a beginning. A person that wasn't you said, had you arguing with you. Cor- yes. There was an I Hate Corinne Facebook wasn't page. You. Yes. I don't know if it was the same person, but it was an I Hate Corinne Facebook page. And then somebody posing as me was commenting, like, I hate myself. I'm going to kill myself. Like, as though it was me. And I was like, well, I have to put an end to this. And the only way to do that was to join Facebook. So I joined Facebook. In the very beginning, I sometimes wouldn't understand, like, if I saw that someone that went to Western High School and graduated in 1997, I just assumed I know them because I have, you know, the memory of an advanced Alzheimer's patient. So I never remember anyone. And so I just, like, accepted. So there are some people that got grandfathered in early on that, like, I, like, see their names, but I'm not familiar with how I know them. And then the only other scenario where I wouldn't, like, personally know the person is we did on my last podcast, Let Patreons, if you're the highest paying Patreon, you you could befriend me on Facebook. The concept there is, like, you could message me at any point in time. But for those people, they're mostly, I've never had any problems. They're all normal. Right. All right. So I don't remember who this person is. I will not give out his <laughs> name. But I will just say that the first message, um, the first message came in, hold on. Now I can't see it because I screenshot it. But let's say, okay, the first message is 2008. I just wanted to let you know, when you come to New York next, I would really like to meet up with you for a drink or dinner. I think you'll find you'd have a great time. I'm a good-looking, successful, fun guy. I have inns at a lot of great places around the city. And I'm telling you up front, I am married. Why lie? You'd only find out later. Let's save the drama. Okay, so that's the first message. Obviously, I don't respond. Obviously. And I don't need this schmo getting me in places in fucking New York. I ran that town. <laughs> so this is an audacious request anyway. Yeah. Now we get the to the- balls de- on you, sir. Yes. December 18th, 2009 now. I should get some points for creativity. I don't respond. Then I get December 14th. Uh, well, this has to be, I guess, a year later, 2010. Oh, my gosh. Ever date a tall, handsome, successful, very well-hung older guy? I don't respond. And then Monday of this week, I get six foot four slash 200 pounds slash nine inches and thick winky face. What? 
And I just want to say that, like, they're shooting your shot, and then it's, there's, this has been going on since 2008. But I do like, if you look at the entire, it's kind of art, because it just shows the breakdown of human relationship, where at first it's a paragraph, yeah. he tries to be witty in there, a little honesty, I'm being who I am, come give with me, and then you didn't respond, and then it, the next thing was much shorter and concise, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. the next thing was, it, and, not, and the last one was just numbers. Stats. Yeah. Just numbers in yes, the last one. Yes. So I do like that we got a chance to watch my man, whose name I will not say, slowly disintegrate over the course of, yeah. would you say, how many years? Since 2008. 14 years. <laughs> and this was this week. He's been on the team for 14 years. He has. What's happened in 14 years? How many presidents have we had? I mean, I, I can't imagine he looks better. I don't even know. I, I mean, I, I don't know what he looks like. When I click on the pictures, this is notorious yes. for the people that send this. People who send stats like this or messages like this, inevitably, if it's on Instagram, their shit is uh, private. If it's on Facebook, all their pictures are like fucking Biden quotes or whatever. There's no, <laughs> I can't, nothing, nothing I can glean from this. I have no yeah. idea. I yeah. don't know what he looks like. That is, uh, that my man, I've never seen anybody just, there's so many, I don't think that we're giving the space that it needs mm. to understand how much time, Corinne, that you yes. have been swimming in his head. Like all the things... All the things that have come and gone. I only had one kid 14 years ago. <laughs> like, I was... Yeah. Um, I just, had hope 14 years ago. I had just stopped teaching middle school to do stand-up full-time. Mm. I was a young, fledgling, broke comic with one child on the way. And this dude was thinking about you then. And now I'm a talk show host with three kids. Yeah. Two are about to be driving. And he's messaging you again. That length of time is Correct. jaw-dropping. Correct. What do you do to these men, Corinne? Well, Write this one, nothing. Um, but I will say, <laughs> I have slid into only one person's DMs ever. And I can't, it's like doing this wheel spinny thing. That should be a badge on, like, your Bumble or your Instagram. Yeah. She's only, she's a gold star. And only one time has she slid. It is the most bizarre, like, I, I basically, I saw a sitcom that's not that well known. I thought he was, like, incredible in it. I liked the character he played. I went to his Instagram and I added him. And because I think I'm verified too, like he added me back. And then he started watching my stories. I let it simmer, you know, for like a month. And I was like, I'm 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 watching his stories. Like it doesn't appear there's a girl in the picture. I don't think he's gay. And so I wish this would fucking pull it up, but I remember what I wrote. So I was just like, hey, uh, I love the character you play. I'm sure you're different in real life, but like I'm just going to shoot my shot. Like, would you like to get a drink sometime? Mind you, I live in Denver and he lives in L.A. I fully was going to get on a Southwest flight and just be like, I like my goal was if he was like, yeah, I'd like to have a drink. Don't you live in Denver? I'd be like, I I happen to be coming to town next week. You know, I would have flown in. Gonna, I was so after. interested and radio silence. And he still watches my stories. He must have a girlfriend, but like he just didn't didn't respond. And he's like, not this is like such a rare. I don't even think he's probably like. Six one, like he's he's not at all my type. I just felt compelled. I was like, this is my future husband. I feel maybe, yeah. and I mean, there's still time. Look, I feel like there's not. We want this instantaneous. Like you write him, and he writes you back, and then you guys are a thing. But think about how a lot of relationships go. Sometimes people meet, they're both married, mm-hmm. then one's divorced, one's there's in the flip flops, and y'all might cross paths like three years from now, and it might be the right time because clearly he's interested. I don't watch any stories. Period, but yeah, he I wouldn't watch I any do. story I wasn't interested in. 
Yeah. So he's interested. That's not a mistake. So I think so. I just think well, like 14 years later, I'm just going to send him my stats. Yeah, send him a screenshot yeah. of the other guy and be Ted's like, do you still see, hanging high. Do you see what I do to men? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if you just started texting him all your stats. But like <laughs> the unsexy ones, like your cholesterol. Like yeah. I just send like yeah. your, my blood pressure's Great. really low. My HDLs are up. And Great news. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. 2020 in my left eye. Yeah. It's, it's, see, I, I feel like you don't let them dictate how the conversation is going to go. So if they want to get sexual and start talking about penis length, then I just say you just start being totally random. We read, and I don't, maybe I should read my Tinder uh, response yeah. to that to that woman again. But while I'm getting it, I, I'm not good with the DMs. I guess I don't know if I slid in anybody's famous DMs. Yeah, I mean, that's... There's a, a lot of screenshots now, which is like, why would you do that? That's super well, whack. you have to, like, I, the person, you know, I feel like I'm just going to say his name. Do you think that's crazy? I mean, he's just not responding to me anyway. Say he's his, a, You are the only person. Say, his name is Tommy Dewey. You're the only person who I have ever and slid. And that could be anybody. <laughs> that could be. And really, if you saw him, it could be anyone. I just found, there was something about watching him in this particular sitcom he was in that I was like, I fucking love this guy. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot my shot. Why not? Why not me? Didn't I uh, thought to myself? Didn't uh, Julia Roberts marry a cameraman? She did. And I don't know together. if I'm Julia Roberts in this scenario. I think, yeah, maybe the other way. You want to know a fun fact that I had uh, taped to the top of my computer, not mm-hmm. a laptop, an actual computer, for my entire college? Um, one in 64 million people will go on to become as famous, famous as Julia Roberts. That's the chances of becoming Julia Roberts. Okay, well, why would you post that in front of yours? It seems well, like that's time, depressing. I was very interested in either becoming a hoe or an actress. <laughs> but I wanted to be Julia Roberts. You could have done Pretty Woman and been both. Yeah, Come on. That's what I'm saying. All right. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I was uh, while we're looking for my uh, my Tinder response, basically, and my, my friends have talked about this a lot. Because, you know, after my, and I don't know when we should get into, you know, my home being burglarized by my ex. I, she, I feel like it, it, we're, we're coming out the gates here. You gotta you gotta give the people what they want. So I just want to say that I like Al for a million reasons. And I think he has incredible stories. But this is my very favorite thing that, that is a, an unfortunate event that has ever befallen someone else that I have just... It is the most interesting thing. Are you talking about the theft? I sure am. Uh, the theft is, I can without a doubt say, the most interesting thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So set it up it's, properly. You were engaged. Okay. I was uh, engaged uh, to... Uh, to a monster. I, to I'm, I met a person um, when I was doing a show in my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to Hilarities. Love Nick and all the boys over there. Shout out. And uh, she came to a show. We met on Bumble. She came to a show. She looked good. We, we hit it off. She still lived in Cleveland. Uh, I came back here to Denver. We still corresponded. Um, decided she was going to move here. She ended up moving about a month before the pandemic, you know, unknowingly. Mm. Uh, maybe more than that, two months. And, um, you know, so then the pandemic hit. We're locked down. We're doing good for like the first year. And then the second year, just things fell apart in the weirdest way ever. Like at this point, like I'm already two years sober. Like I'm chilling. I'm writing a script. But when did you get engaged? After how long of dating? Two years almost. Oh, that's... Perfectly yeah. fair. All right. So two years. He thinks he's met the one. He gets on one knee. I happened to go out for drinks with you mm. the night wow. after. That's yeah. crazy yes. town. Yes. And, um, okay. you know, I met her. I didn't think really, I, you know, 
she didn't have much to say, so I wasn't like one way or the other. I just mm-hmm. sat there and talked to Al pretty much. And uh, I don't think I, knew, I don't think she was a fan. Yeah, which well, is like I could feel that, and I was like, this is bad. I remember my dad, God rest his soul, used to be like, it's a problem when your person doesn't like your friends and vice versa, mm-hmm. and that was that was starting to happen a lot. And there there was also another weird incident. That leads up to that was kind of like the the tipping point for this incident. I'll explain this first. So, uh, you know, so we're good. It, things start going bad during COVID about a year before it ends, and so COVID ends and things are just like we're not communicating. We're not. There's no physical relationship. There's no emotional relationship. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. We're fighting over nothing. Like I don't. Yikes. I. It's like one of those things where. It's like I'm arguing now that I don't do anything. I used to be like at the bar with the right. boys. Uh, oh my god! Yeah. Like I'm like in my office downstairs, and it's still a problem. Mm. You know, everything's a problem. And so, uh, a couple incidents led up to me uh, breaking it off. Like little things. Like I, I remember one time she called. Uh, she called the police on a homeless dude on the hottest day in Denver. Oh. Like that was outside of our fence. Like outside of yeah. the fence. Yeah. And. You know, he was just, like, looking for some shade, kind of passed out. We live downtown, basically. You know what I'm saying? We're down here with the people. And he wasn't even doing anything. And she called the cops on him, and they came. And it's like, first of all, don't call the cops to a black man's house ever. Don't do that. Why would you do that? And second of all, it's like he's outside of our fence on the sidewalk part. It's like... What's he gonna do? Ooze through the fence right. like Terminator Two? <laughs> why is and like why is she so? I don't know. She was like, I need to work in the garden. I'm like, well, take your ass outside yeah. and do. What are you do? What are you talking about? I don't even think so. The idea, by the way, which we'll get to uh, as you're telling the story. Just keep in mind, folks, that the cops responded to this homeless man. <laughs> I didn't even put that together, Corinne. You just yeah. ruined my life. Yeah. You just because I'm gonna think about that for the rest of my uh-huh. life. And this that will and, make sense in a second, yes. y'all. So go so, ahead. So uh, she did that. Uh, and then another incident, the the second to last straw, was my homeboy uh, Joe DeRosa. He's a uh, comic, I, my oldest friend in comedy. He's he's the vet on Better Call Saul. That's mm-hmm. it's one of my oldest comedy friend. And he bought a car. He bought one a murdered out Jeep out in um, Vegas, like all black map. It was dope. And he drove it back through I seventies. He's like, I'm literally coming through Denver. I haven't seen this dude. This is my boy. I haven't seen him in three years because of right. COVID. You know sure, the sure. COVID math. So he comes through, you know, he's going to stay for two days and, and drive on to New York. And, like, the first couple of hours, like, I knew my ex was in the house. But, like, I was like, you know, my boy's here. Like, yeah, come out. Yeah. Come out. Like, my house is fine, but it's not a big enough house where you can get lost in it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and so, you know, over the we went out, you know, to do some comedy, came back. And, like, it was weird because then the first day passed and she didn't meet him. The whole day? The whole day, Corinne. Dude, let me tell you something. Corinne, Corinne, Corinne. That's so insane. It's crazy. Unless she had COVID and was quarantining in a room in your home that you had to pass that, like the dinner tray that through. Was the, that was the excuse lie that I was like, she's uh, she's what worried she's not fuck? feeling good. Because I'm like, she turned me into like the housewife that makes excuses yes. for her alcoholic husband. Yeah. Like, oh, he's sleeping in the bathtub. He's yeah. so silly. You know, so <laughs> I'm like, I started like doing that. So, mm-hmm. you know, so next day we, I make breakfast at the crib. We're chilling, kicking it. And like she's shuffling around, but like moving in back in weird strategic ways. So like we ne- and then I just was like, dude, you got to get a hotel because this is weird. Oh, I don't know. No. My homeboy never met my girl, and he stayed. Well, he wasn't missing much. I met her. Yeah, it's <laughs> thank you. And so like that, I was like, now it's just humiliating. Yes, you know? of course. Like and then so 
the final thing was uh where I was just like, oh, I'm 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 done done. Uh when I checked out was uh my it's my favorite story because it just shows about like entitlement. She we were sitting on the couch on a Friday and uh out of nowhere I'm gonna give the dog a fake name called Muffin. She just turns and she goes, We should get Muffin a steak from Kona Grill. Mm-mm. And I was like, excuse me? Like I I never thought I'd know anybody that would even say that. That's it, like unless he was getting euthanized tomorrow. Yes, he that's one of those like where it's a TikTok where they was yeah. like, yo, we're putting him down after 16 years. He's a decorated army yeah. dog. Yeah, give him a steak <laughs> sure. for sure. But this a casual was, Tuesday afternoon. This no. was a Friday. Uh, Friday, you want to order from one one of the most busy restaurants in Cherry Creek to have another adult drive a steak over and not didn't even ask if I wanted a steak. <laughs> no, just like we're, we're are we gonna stare at this dog having a steak on a Friday? I I here. What happened was I you know I was relaxed. It was so funny. I fell off the couch. Yeah. And I rolled into the kitchen, and I could tell she was mad, and I tried to get serious. And then she was like, but the dog might want a steak. And then I don't think I ever heard another word. I was like, I cannot <laughs> no. believe this is a real person. We're so, done here. So, yeah. So, Immediately now. Uh, you know, long story short, she... Uh, yeah, give, give the people what they want. I, I, I ended the relationship um, the day before my son's birthday. Um, i trying to get ahead of my words. And uh, the, the reason was we hadn't talked in weeks. And I was flying out for my man's birthday, of course. And, you know, this person was like, you know, well, you're cutting me out of your, your kid's life. I thought we were supposed to be building a life together. And I was like, if we do get past this bad period, you know, at least I won't have, you know, there won't be gaps in her meeting my kids, you know, so if, if this works out. And so I was like, all right. So I went down, but, you know, went downstairs because of my miles, I fly first class, got our first class ticket to L.A., day before, you know, so she could sit up with me and I come up, don't even like ask for any, like, Oh, I did it, baby. I was just like, yo, I got your ticket. It's, it's in your email, whatever. And so I turned around to make coffee. It was just, I'm t- it was just like a movie. Like I, we had the espresso machine, the one with the handle, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. fancy uh-huh. coffee joint. And, um, I, I was stay I was waiting for my stuff and it was like starting to steam. And like, I could hear, I could feel her energy, behind me like she was just sitting on the couch and like well you could feel somebody like staring at your back like what Mm -hmm. like they hate you but they can't pick anything they're like corinne with her shoes you know like they don't have anything (laughs) Uh so i could just feel her just angry no thank you for the ticket or anything of course and she just goes what about muffin and i'm like what about muffin i would have fucking taken this dog and punted him and she she goes muffin just had blood work done and you need to find somebody to watch the dog for 48 hours and not just check on the dog, watch the dog so uh, it doesn't nibble on its stitches. And I just turned Mm-mm. at that point. Mm-mm. And for reference, in a, I'm sure not everybody's a sports fan, but just look at Vince Carter when he does when he wins the dunk contest. He turns to the camera and he just goes, this is over. Uh-huh. And that's what, look, I just did my hands. <laughs> Go look at Vince Car- Carter. I know what dunk. you're talking about. Yeah, and it's just like, I was just like, there's no, you. I, I don't yell ever. And I was, just, I got my keys in my wallet. I walked out the back door. I never talked to her again. Never laid eyes on her again. I gave her three racks to move. Venmoed her that. Uh, you know, gave her almost six weeks to move out of the house, mm-hmm. which was way too long. Turns Ooh, out, yeah. And but it's like my thought process with that. And it's like everybody can go. I wouldn't have done that. It's like my thought process was 
do I argue over the length of time it's taking to get your whack furniture out of my house? Mm -hmm. Because I know you want me to. Mm -hmm. And I know if I do, even if my thought process is logical in terms of you leaving, we have now opened a window of conversation. And I can say this during the whole period, there was never a window of conversation. There was nothing more to talk about. There was nothing more that could be said. It was the relationship was over. Mm This is no movie ending. And so I was just like, if I need to stay in a hotel another two weeks to never have to have that conversation, I'm not going anywhere. Like, what happens when she says yeah. that? You right, know? right, right, right. It's like everybody wants to be like, I, I wouldn't do this. I'm, I'm like, okay, dude. And now you're talking to this fool right. for the next eight months right. because you wanted to be a tough guy. It's in a weird way. Sometimes the, I wouldn't call it swallow your pride. Just use your head. Like, your pride should have nothing to do with this. Your pride is like how you dress in the morning. This has not, This is a logical decision I tried to come to to get my life to the point that it is now where I'm sitting in a room filled with people I like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the decisions I made. Then. Okay, but let's uh, let's play devil's advocate here. So the decision There's that a lot Al to made be was, I'm going to give her enough time. I'm going to give her money. I'm going to be a gentleman about this. I'm going to exit the situation gracefully and wait for her to get all of her shit out. And now what happened when you returned home? She stole everything that I owned. Like, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot that we didn't even get to that part. Yeah, the silverware, <laughs> his passport, the sauna. The sofa, like everything the that beds, wasn't like the entire upstairs office, like, desks, towels, everything. My heavy bag. <laughs> so she just took anything that she could sell. Yes, she ripped the flowers out of the front yard. Mm-hmm. I have this uh, on video. That'll be on our Patreon yeah, for, for sure. sure. For sure. There's extensive video yeah. of that. Uh, yeah. So just, she ripped the the flowers out of the front. Uh, she took the ceiling fans out of the ceiling. I she, mean, I have pictures of all this it's um it's it, it's wild i mean guys i you know that like i have been i have been dumped more times than i care to review <laughs> i have i have lots of friends that have been dumped i've seen shit go down i've done shit myself i have never seen this and the thing is is usually like you're mad you're really mad maybe you break something maybe you do, do something one day this woman maintained a river of anger for the full a six weeks, that, I mean, stream. just like, oh, now I'll get a fucking get the light switches. And then I'm going to, I mean, yeah. just wild. That's the, a great analogy. It's that, so insane. Because you always think about a tsunami of, if you had a tsunami of anger. Yeah. Yes, that's a lot of anger, but it washes over kind of quick. No, this She is. had a lazy river yeah. of anger. <laughs> you could tube this there shit. There was just like a big stepdad and a, and a, yeah. just a blow up just going down that. Just mm-hmm. like, and today I'm going to take his Q-tips. Yeah. Today, I'm going to take the but, okay. face off of all of the uh, outlets. So you you find out, and you 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 clock this at around like 40 Gs, right, of stolen property? At least. All right. So you do what any person would do in this case, and you contact the good old police. Mm-hmm. Who were Several times. very quick to respond to the homeless man who was doing absolutely nothing wrong. Um, and what, what, pray tell, did the cops do for you in this situation? Now, mind uh, you, you guys, he's also, she stole his passport, which I feel like is some sort of felony. Yeah, I thought I felt that way, too. But you know what, uh, Corinne? Uh, Cops don't care about feelings. No. (laughs) The cops didn't care enough to show up. Uh, I never saw a police officer. I asked them just to come and take pictures so we can get some kind of paper. Don't they give you paperwork when you're at Voodoo Donuts? Yeah. (laughs) Getting a a donut with another donut on it? Like, there's paperwork involved in that. Yeah. Maybe if the cops could slide by the crib. Yeah. You know, like, it's a, you know, they, you know... 
it, I was mind blown by this process because I'm going back and forth and uh, you have to call the non-emergency number, yes. which oh, just goes to like some boy, like some, like if you forwarded your calls to like your biggest stoner friend, just no pickup. And then it's the it, same number you weird call hours. if you want to dig a hole. Yeah. It's the same. It's basically I, like 311. Yes. Because I heard a very funny, uh, somebody said, uh, if you like something to the effect of like if you call my property, I'm not calling nine one one. I'm calling three one one because I'm be digging a hole, and I love that. And I think it's actually not. Is it three one one? It is three one one. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyways, they don't fucking answer. So, so poor Al here gets nothing accomplished. I just kept like because uh, you can't even he, fill out. They're like there's a like a form on a website oh, it that goes you nowhere. can. But you, you know they gaslight you, Corinne, because they make you fill it out as lost. You can't yeah. put stolen because. Yeah. That that that's the 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 caveat to everything that needs to be mentioned. Just for your future knowledge, going mm. forth, if you never listen to another well, podcast, <laughs> if somebody listen, if somebody lives with you for two weeks or more, it is considered shared property, at least in the state of mm-hmm. Colorado. If they sleep there or they're getting mail sent there, they can just take all your stuff. Yeah, and use this information whether you are the girl he's talking about or him. Like if yes. you're the one that wants to do something, just know you can. Yes, and we'd love to hear about it. You just and get there and be like, "I broke my leg. Can I put? Him, can I yeah. sit on the couch for a couple weeks and you, then?" It's squatters' rights, basically. Get a couple magazines sent yeah. there and it's over. Yeah, yeah. it's it it was it, it was very in a weird way, and I'm gonna wrap this up. Very reassuring because I now know that we all walk through this life alone. Like we watch Law and Order and we're indoctrinated. Like there's a police officer there and he's going to help me because no. he's going to get the no. bad guy. Nobody's coming. Uh-uh. Nobody's helping. Nobody's doing anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, not to get all dark, but like school shootings, some cops stayed outside except at the drab club. When it's like when it's real people, mm-hmm. that's when you handle But like the cops aren't going to do anything. They're not coming. That's not even a shot at cops. They they not coming. I, I don't know. They, I don't know what to tell the you. The prioritization. Yeah, I mean, I I have a, a my one quick story is that uh, when I first moved to Denver, I got a death threat sent to my house, and my address is not listed. I am somewhat of a public figure. Um, I don't fear anyone. I've had like I was telling you last night about the aggravated harassment reports I had. Right. Anyone, like I'm pretty like solid. I feel like death is cheating me. Like you're like I always like people are always worried when I go abroad that like I'm gonna get sold into white slavery or. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, kidnap somebody's, you know, you know what? Now, is I, white slavery different than other slavery? It's just like, is it I, like white chocolate? It's where it's like, it's jobs. the same. It's like, it's, they're not like, hey, can you yeah. farm for us? No, they're just like. Man, Corinne's lucky. She just got white slavery. Man, yeah. damn. Um, but I've always said, like, that is your mistake. Like, if you kidnap me, like, I feel sorry for you. I, I'm not the person you want no. to be You're not a mark. With. You're not a mark. No. Anyways, right. And so, um, anyway, I, I talked to some cop friends that I had, and they were like, look, you really should report this because if it escalates, you want something to say like this is where it started and so I go to the police station it was Christmas day this particular year and I'm like you know I'm pretty cash about it I'm just like hey like I got this death note um it's addressed to me at my property and I am not uh you know I, I sh- it's not public where I live so this is concerning and was it scary or is it like basic like I'll just kill you but it, or was it detailed um it was pretty detailed uh, um uh. Yeah, and it didn't, it was, like, detailed enough that I, because I had the previous aggravated harassment shit, like, years ago, I wasn't sure if it was related to that, and so I was, like, I just want to document this, and the cop told me outright, he's, like, I'm so sorry, but, like, this isn't enough to document at all, like, 
it's just words on a paper. And I was like, but it's fucking saying they're going to kill me. Isn't a ransom note at the bank it, words on a paper until somebody gives you money? He goes, we don't have any, you know, we don't know that this could be a joke. I go, well, or it could not be. So, like... <laughs> Isn't that the thing we should operate under the the auspices that this person found my address and sent this to me because they intend to hurt me? I mean, couldn't 911 answer every call like, hey, this could be a joke? Let's (laughs) assume that it's not. Right, right. Everything could be a prank. Yes. So I was like, I just want this documented. That's all I'm asking. And he goes, "I, I literally, there's no paperwork for me to fill out on this. Like, this person didn't actually hurt you. And I'm like... Okay, thanks so much. And then he he goes, look, off the record, if this was my wife, I would get a gun. And I was like, so you're saying I need protection, but you can't give it to me, the cops. And he's like, that's what I'm saying, but I'm not putting that on the record. So I go to the Tanner gun show and decide I'm buying a fucking gun. So I show up and I have no idea what I'm getting into. Did you think that that was the only place where you could buy guns? It's when they come in town once a year and there's 500,000 of them? Yes, and it's just booths everywhere. And so I'm like, shit. I'm texting. I I know one guy that's a PI, and I was like, is a Glock the thing I should get? And as I'm going around table to table, I realize, first of all, guns are way fucking expensive. Yes. Holy shit. I don't know why in my mind I thought guns were like $50. They are like $1,200, like minimum. Yes. And like, if you want a cute one, like one that's Tiffany blue or like, you're in for extra. So I'm walking around and I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, I don't know enough about what I need. But then I start panicking. I have long been obsessed with Oscar Pistorius. I think he's so hot, even without legs. (laughs) He's Build-A-Bear. You can make him as tall as you want. I love him. And, you know, I don't want to Oscar Pistorius. I lived at the time in a building where I have neighbors all around me. Yeah. How am I shooting someone without shooting the neighbors? So I begin asking this question to the booths. And I'm like, you know, do I get a silencer? They're like, that's not going to help. A and silencer? Because like, yeah. maybe if I shoot someone, I don't want them to know it was it's me. Assassin's Creed over yeah. here. So I, I love it. Bad shit questions to everybody at the Tanner Gun Show. And in the end, I figure I was so overwhelmed that instead I bought every knife, brass knuckles, and taser that I could afford with the money I came in with. <laughs> now, mind you, I will tell you, I have, if you come to my home, and you will, um, I have I have brass knuckles everywhere. To the point where when I told my father the story, he's like, so to be clear, you feel so confident in your hand-to-hand combat skills that someone comes in with a knife or a gun, and you're going to put the brass knuckles on. Because I swear, there's probably... 10, 15 pairs in my house. They're everywhere. I've hidden them under every couch, every, every, the guest room, the, everywhere. Are you serious? Because I was I would so... leave if I found that. If you were in the shower <laughs> well, and we were about to hook up and I like moved a pillow and there uh-huh. was brass knuckles. It's happened. Like, so okay. the, the most severe one I have is brass knuckles attached to a knife. And it's like, it's a really bright red, the knife. Like the whole thing is real, real scary looking. Oh I will take a picture. It has a little glove that goes in, like a little sleeve. Um, I leave that directly under my head. Um, in the in the boudoir, and so it has happened uh, upon occasion that someone has you know come across it. So it's it's under my bed, but like darkly under where I sleep on the left side. And if you let's say you dropped the cap to the water and you bend down to get it, and then you're like, what the fuck is that? Because it just looks like I'm gonna commit a homicide. And like, the, I, have, I have a question. Yeah, I will. This picture will be on Patreon because it is a ridiculous situation. Yeah. You are not a violent person. I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> but we also know, and our listeners will come to know, that there's two Corinths. Mm. There's Ambie and Corinne, which we're going to talk yeah. about. Does Ambie and Corinne know where that knife is? So Because Ambie and Corinne does things that maybe... Yes, so that this is so crazy because wonder. that is one of the... That's 50% of the reason I chose not to get a gun because I was like... Ambie and Corinne will just start shooting up the place. Like, nobody can trust Ambie and Corinne. So I thought these things were, like, 
safer options. Now, I just want to say that the taser I got has to be fucking charged. It's like a dustbuster. And who the hell just keeps the taser charged? I have a four-story house. If the taser's on one level, I don't know if it's fully charged or not. Like, so the taser is completely useless. I've never wait. Oh, this is the taser that goes out, right? Yeah. It oh. Yeah, you'd have well, to really. Well, the one I got is a charge, and it has uh, it has a blinding light. I can trigger just the light where it's like. Why don't you just get bear spray like I did? I don't know. My brother was like, "Get a goddamn baseball bat and call it a day," and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, I don't know. I yeah, but I, I spent. I want to say like, anyway, six to eight hundred dollars on. Knives at a gun show, which isn't even where you probably buy them. You should have sent that cop that receipt. Like, do you see what you did? Yeah. Do you see this is your fault? Yeah. And the best is when I first moved into my new home, um, I I had gotten this very elaborate alarm system. Like, because I am aware that, like, I've had problems. And so, like, I have, like, every – I have all the bells and whistles you can get through ADP. And so I have (laughs) something that tells me if glass has shattered in my home. Um, but it gets confused if like I drop something a certain way, it'll be like glass shatter, glass shatter. Cause it's trying to tell me someone's breaking in. That would give me anxiety. Well, the first night I was sleeping there, I had like a painting like up against the wall cause I had just moved. And in the middle of the night it fell flat, which is glass hitting the floor. And it's like glass shatter, glass shatter. So I fucking grab my brass knuckle knife duo thing. And I am screaming through the house. Like I am armed and dangerous. (laughs) You know the people at the headquarters have that somewhere on video, like, oh, and here she yeah. comes. Back it up, back it up. Yeah. Watch her come out the door. Yeah. yeah that's a... <laughs> All right, we, we have to have a picture mm-hmm. of that. So enough about the home burglaries. Stay out of our homes. How about that? We'll let people know. Uh, you, at your own risk, man. Yeah. Well, you know, Corinne, people wouldn't be in contact with you, especially people uh, on Cameo. Yes. I heard that there was a Cameo okay. sitch. All right, so set. what's your take on Cameo? Because I know people think it's cheesy. I, I, I have a lot of strong feelings about Cameo. Why? Yeah, do it. I'm fine with it. So I make a normal person's living. I don't need the... So I charge $32 for a Cameo, which means I clear 24 Don't ask me how that number came about. It just was like a number thrown at me by Cameo. Mm-hmm. I don't need the $24. But what $24 for me means, because I get requests all the fucking time. Yeah. Ah, it's my friend's birthday. Oh, I'm trying to get on the show. Could you help me? You know, and I don't answer any of them because what do I, I don't want Why to. Why not? I don't know. I'm not starting because once I answer something on Instagram, then it opens up a chat box and you can't get rid of them. Then they're just going to send you more money. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. This is before I got Cameo. Okay. There's free. This is people asking for free time of mine. And I, yeah, and homie don't play like that. So I was Mm -hmm. like, let me get on Cameo. So I don't, you know, it's not like I do a ton of Cameos, but I do get Cameos and I get some of the best Cameos. Like generally speaking, they're usually, it's, you know, 90% gay men giving them to other gay men or I, you know, I, I prefer cameos where they, they let me vibe. I don't really like when they're like, please mention that Henry likes Monopoly. And then also if you could do your final tribal speech, but insert Henry's name instead. And then also his sister, Caitlin is jealous of Henry. Like, I hate when they do that because I can't be that good. And then I got this request and I don't know what cameo rules are. Like I, I, my patrons in my little Facebook group really wanted me to post what I did for it because it's just such a great request. Um, I cannot wait. And to I this. thought to myself, okay, I don't really feel comfortable. This is, this person paid to own this particular thing, but it's so, it was such a genius request. Okay. So here we go. So I got a brand new request for Casey from Andy Kearney and Astrid waiting to be completed. The request info. Something special about them. This is the prompt that Cameo gives. She doesn't even know who you are. (laughs) Please call her a stupid bitch and be as mean as possible. (laughs) And then the occasion for the roast. uh, The the occasion, they wrote, 
roast for the winner of Survivor Draft. Want to roast them about... Uh, what? Sorry, there's a bunch of prompts that make no sense. She won our Survivor Draft and doesn't watch the fucking show. She was included because we needed four people and somehow won. <laughs> so I was, like, so excited. Like, yes, please. This I'm so best. interested. Let me hear. Okay, so let me play it for you. And actually, before I start playing this, I just want to say... Um, Something that is really annoying, I am aware that, like, I'm a TV personality that did a show over 10 years ago. You've done several shows. I have. But, like, some people's recollection of what I look like, like, I get worried that people are going to be like, ah, she aged because I'm human and we age. It happens. And what's annoying to me is Cameo doesn't have a filter. So I always look at these videos. You just, when I was sitting down, you go, oh, that's cute. Are you 16? I'm like, I look so old in this video. No, you look adorable. Honestly, Casey, you're welcome to roast me back. I look terrible. Okay, ready? Hi there, Casey. I'm Corinne, and I played in two seasons of Survivor, 17 and 26. Information you would know if you ever watched the fucking show. So apparently, you beat your friends Andy, Astrid, and Kearney at the Survivor draft by picking Gabler. But you don't know jack shit about anything. So imagine how fun that is for them. You know, the tagline of Survivor is outwit, outlast, outplay. And that's how we determine the final Survivor. You didn't do any of those things. Yet somehow here we are. You stumbled your way to the fucking top. Well, here's my advice to you, Casey. I would take the winnings and buy some taste. Because if you didn't know better to watch one of the greatest shows in American television history, then fix that. (laughs) Congratulations, you dumb bitch. I think I then fix so that is going to be our first T-shirt. <laughs> then fix that. That or congratulations, you dumb bitch. Oh. <laughs> oh, so fun. That's so, what people pay for. I, I love I, it. I mean, this is what brings meaning to my life. This is, you know, this I, is I appreciate joyous. that you didn't mail that in. Were you channeling anybody? I feel like you were talking to somebody there. No. I just was trying to uh, decide how much I, I could feel the hate of these three people. <laughs> But imagine how, like, think of it in your probably terms of, like, some fantasy football shit. Like, right. me, I don't know jack shit about it. I join because you need an extra person. And then I take the whole jackpot. And it just, it well, when that does happen, and it happens pretty often, it just reinforces that everything you do in life is meaningless. So yes. just have fun with it. It doesn't really, like, the people are like, I get really serious into it. And I, I'm like, dude, like, mm-hmm. I get it. But something, this is just random. Just have fun. Don't try and, well, unless you're in control. Like, you... To have the mentality for you to win Survivor, I don't have that. Well, like, I don't either. I didn't win. My well, well just to even <laughs> to I, think you could. To, yes, yeah. I, truly to even be on the island, like people like whereas like for me, it, it didn't cross my mind for one second that being an entertainer was like a risky. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, of course. Where most people are just like, I'm gonna mitigate that risk and use my degree. You right. know, it's just like it's all about mentality. So um, we uh, before we get to our email, we're gonna do a quick uh, Yelp review. Um, and this one's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I guess these are my cameos in a way. This, yeah. So this is my way to talk so to people. We'll set this up a little bit. So Al is a guy that somehow spends an inordinate amount of time doing Yelp reviews. That I mean, you'll hear they 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 go a lot of places you don't expect. Yes. And so I thought it'd be fun if he starts reading them um, at. At each show. So we're, we're going to give you one Yelp review today. Okay. Al, let's hear it. Who uh, are we reviewing? All right. We're going to do uh, Scandinavian Design. So it's going to be backed by popular demand. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you guys know. Uh, I don't remember. These are maybe my Ambien Corinne's. Yeah. 
I really do not remember writing these. Maybe I was, you know, on a plane. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't drink, so you do the math. But I don't remember writing these. You might have such Alzheimer's like I it, do. It might be, it might Early be happening. Onset, oh. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is uh, Scandinavian Designs, probably getting furniture for uh, the home that was uh, left uh, empty by my ex. Okay. The notion that this place doesn't have all five-star reviews is a crisis of humanity. <laughs> you walk in, tranquility. It's the kind of calm you get when you finish your second glass of wine and you run head on into a Fraser marathon. Oh. It's the kind of furniture that you have just to let your high school friends know you've leveled up. <laughs> Foolishly, they ask, where can I find furniture like this? And you say, at the top. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm still stuck on crisis of humanity because it's very chronic disappointment it's adjacent. Real, the, the chronic disappointment, that's going to stay with me forever. Uh-huh. Subsequently, you turn and exit the room, but not before muttering, look for a while longer, then see yourself out. The furniture needs time to be quiet and reflect. I'm not sure that they don't think you're going to be like a homicidal. This is pretty great. While they're paralyzed with many legitimate questions regarding this conversation, you take the opportunity to pivot and slowly walk down the hallway, muttering under your breath, Scandinavian furniture. And just, I, this is just such a bizarre review. I wish I could be there when they read these. And like I mean, people trying to see if I'm clowning or not. I'm not. I know. I, that's just the random. worst part. It's not like you're like, you know, I could see myself jerking off on every piece of this furniture. <laughs> Which know, I'm like, sure they get. Yeah. That goes directly into spam. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I will never, I will never stop loving your reviews. They are original and amazing. Well, you know who else we're never going to stop loving is our wonderful listeners that write in with questions yes. for us, for you, Corinne. And if you want to write to us, please use the Gmail account, MySafeWordIsMoreAdvice at gmail.com. We will read your emails on air. We will give you our whack advice. And let's get our first email. All right, let's do it. Uh, it says, hi. Part of me thinks I already know the answer to this, but hearing it from Corinne might be the kick in the ass I need. For context, I'm, t- I'm a 23-year-old gay male. In April, I started casually seeing a guy, we can call him Jay. We were hanging out and talking a lot, and I was pretty immediately smitten. We would primarily hang out at his place and just watch whatever, have pizza, and hook up. We never really went on the typical date, air quotes, Instead, always hanging out at his or every once in a while going to a drag show if I could convince him. Over time, I noticed he was getting less and less physically affectionate with me. It reached a point where... Uh, for first my, of all, can I just is that, that bad? Is that bad? I, like, internally panic. I am, like... Okay, so I don't know how many women are like me in this respect. So I... If we're dating and I... I don't feel like having sex. I will absolutely have sex with you and I will still expect you to ask me to have sex. There's no point in time where you can a- you cannot want sex because then I assume you get it somewhere else. Like mm. I get immediately panicked. So like I've had like a like boyfriends that have, you know, we got really drunk and they pass out and I wake them up at 3 a.m. I'm like, no, 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 no. I get really self-conscious. And and it's not that I want to have sex that badly. I just need you to want to have sex with me. It would appear to them that you do. Yeah, you wake them I, up at 3 o'clock screaming, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, you know, I definitely, I get that. Now, does that, does that have to sustain throughout the course of the relationship? For eternity. Really? No drop off? No. 
Wow. No, the second you change your behavior, like if we, I mean, look, I have had obviously relationships where <clears throat> he and I had sex a lot. Right. Right? Like what's a, lot, a lot. What's a lot for you? I mean, I my ex that asked that I never talk about him ever, um, the last person that I dated seriously, eh, six to eight times a day, like a lot. A day? Yeah. And so that tapers off, but like I would not uh, accept yeah. <laughs> I know, just, and I didn't want to have sex that many times. I just was like, I, I'm not, try, the, the, he's into me. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it's not my proudest moment. But anyway, I feel internal panic just listening to this. I'm still stuck this. on, <laughs> so just uh, the work week, that's 40 times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was only over there like three nights a week. But anytime I was there. Um, yeah, you had to get an IV in between. Like, <laughs> But it was geez. just a nonstop, yeah. I'm okay. sure my parents are really enjoying this episode. Yes. Um, so anyways, I am already panicking. The second someone starts pulling back, that's when, because I have, um, why can't I remember? I always date avoidance and I'm, oh, anxious personality disorder. Okay. Right? And so I already always feel like, oh God, oh God, oh God, the bottom's going to drop out. The other shoe's going to fall. And the second you start being less affectionate, like, oh no, that's when I turn it up a notch. I mean, with this one, I was buying crotchless onesies and... Oh, yeah. I came over in a trench coat with nothing on. I bought knee-high suede boots. Like, not knee-high, thigh-high. Like, I was just like, hat and cane, hat and cane. Right. Um, what did and... you do with the raincoat after you showed up naked? I always thought that was a, the <laughs> well, weirdest one. The, the worst one was, so I came in, it was, uh, it wasn't, it was a, uh, like a floor-length pea coat, And I had thigh-high, uh, completely lace-up boots on and nothing else. And I, when he opened the door, like, I drove to... Boulder in that outfit. He opened the <laughs> Hoping door. Hoping not to be pulled over. Wait, op- yeah, no shit. He opened the door and he was like, I love this, um, but you know there's no shoes in the house. And I was like, Ooh. so I stand there, <laughs> butt ass naked with like just the coat on, like untying the fucking <laughs> stupid shoes because there was, you know, oh. is it, is it gonna sh- I forgot this is a shoeless house. Oh. So, you know, like you keep make your an shoes on. Dog? You, you think? Nah, nah, dude. Wow. All right. Well, we will continue. This oh, yeah. Sorry. Go back to what's. Do we have a name or does he want to be anonymous? Uh, we'll call him uh, A. Does he want to be anonymous? Some people want their names. It doesn't say. Oh, right. Well, let me see how he addressed Yeah, he addressed it as A. A. So, yeah. All right. There we go. All right. Okay. Big A. All right. Big A. So let's see. Let's pick Let's take so, a big L. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. So it says uh, at this point, you know, obviously they weren't hooking up as much. And he said, uh, he said at this point he saw me as a fantastic friend, Ooh. but no. he didn't feel the romantic connection. I was devastated, but since uh, I had seen it coming for a little while from his strange behavior, it wasn't a huge shock. Cut forward to a few months from now, we have remained very close friends, and we still talk and hang out frequently. I know that it isn't great, but we get along great. I knew uh, I was pretty smitten with him, but I felt confident that I had gotten over it. Well, Jay recently informed me that he's getting very serious with someone and that mm-hmm. they are officially exclusive got, at this point. I got news for you, A, uh, darling. Uh, this guy entered the picture right around the time when he started. Yeah, it wasn't back. just now? No. No yeah. fantastic friend. That's not what happened. Go on. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty also, solid point. And also, I don't like that, because like, I get this a lot with men that break up with me, and I, to be clear, have been dumped way more than I've been the dumper. And oftentimes they're like, you are the wittiest funniest, smartest person. Like, I I really would like to keep you in my life. Like, I just don't see this. And I'm like, no, motherfucker. You don't get, you you don't get 
you don't get me in your life anymore. Like, this right. is not, we were not lifelong sleepaway camp friends that started dating. No, we, we met, we dated, it didn't work, you don't get to keep me. Absolutely. It's a very strange request. I mean, like you said, if you guys knew each other for like 20 years and you tried that's to different. date for a year and it didn't work, you went back, cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's very strange. It's like, no, it's just over. Ended. Mm-hmm. Be adults. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, you know, uh, I he says, I felt confident. I had gotten over it. Well, Jay recently informed me that he's getting very serious with someone. I don't like the sentence. And that they are officially excu- exclusive at this point. I just don't like the way that's yeah. phrased. Uh-huh. I don't want somebody to tell me we're exclusive at this point. You, you it's like, I got he's, it. Yeah, you don't need to, don't right. speak in complete he's sentences. Like, I think you thought you still had a chance. I want to make yeah. it very clear. At this point. <laughs> at this point. point in time, there's no fucking way <laughs> you're this, getting a piece. At this point that you're sitting across from me, Corinne, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I would never date you yeah. right now as you sit here. Yeah, it's, yeah. I did. That's why I didn't like that sentence. It's, it's a needling. Mm-hmm. Um, this has, if you couldn't uh, guess, sent me into a full depressive spiral. Man, that sucks, bro. I hung out with Jay and N, the new boyfriend. I don't know about that. Recently, and I'm just seeing how uh, Jay looked at him and the love that he was exhibiting broke my heart. Oh, why I, would you do this to yourself? I know. It's like self-flagellation. No. Uh, oh, I wanted to be happy for my friend. You're a good dude. Yeah. You're I mean, a good I, person. If you weren't gay, I'd be dating you. You're a good person. Uh, but I can't shake uh, how much I still want that to be me. Jay and I hung out recently, and the entire time he focused more on texting the boyfriend than he was spending oh time God. with me, it felt like. Uh, I want to be happy for my friend, but I don't want to cut him out of my life if uh, avoidable, but I don't know how to not have this ruin my mental health in the meantime. Please help all the best, A. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Ay, ay, ay. All right, I, there's absolutely no way I would suggest hanging out, out out with this person at all. It's not fair that Jay gets to keep you like, like a doll collector. Like, you, mm-hmm. he gets to get all the good things about you still in his life. He doesn't deserve that. And I think that the clear response is, you need to fuck the boyfriend. Oh, I didn't see that coming. You need to snake your way into the boyfriend's life. Uh, You know, I have, years ago, um, I made a big move. My boyfriend in college um, left me for one of my sorority sisters, and Mm. may she fucking burn deep, deep, deep in fucking hell. Um, I had her brought up for judicial and thrown out of the sorority. Nevertheless, um, when this happened, I... We need to have a Patreon episode about that. Yeah, I, um, yeah, there's a list of people I'll kill if the purge, if murder's ever legal, she's number one. Um, so... You got the brass knuckles and knives to prove Yes, I am ready to go. I'll get that taser charged right the fuck up. Um, and, uh, I found out purposely, um, I knew that she had a long-term boyfriend that she had been dating and they broke up. And while I was gone over the summer, my boyfriend got with her. She broke up with her boyfriend. So I was like, I'm going straight for that guy. Really? So I did. I was like, hi there. I used the dorm like phone number system back then. And I was like, hi, you don't know me, but your ex is dating my ex and I'd like to take you out for dinner. And we went out for dinner, ended up dropping ecstasy. There we go. (laughs) And then I dated him. And I dated him long enough for him to tell me all of these little details about her that were very embarrassing. And then I waited for the right time, and then I released those details. Now, this is a very calculating plot, but what I'm saying to you is if you can't fuck the actual boyfriend, find out who his ex is. I'm just saying everyone deserves, you you know, we talked about this yesterday, vigilante justice. It works. I believe in vigilante justice, and this is how I would exact pain on someone else like he is putting on you. That's the way a cult leader 
uh, starts mm-hmm. their speech for Thanksgiving. Just like, all right, yes. before we eat, let me just say this. This yeah. is how you exact vigilante justice. <laughs> Let's just remind In each other. Streets. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the one thing that we cannot skip over here is that uh, his ex is now with the new guy is loving every second. He's getting yes. some perverse joy. Definitely. Of like, not even saying, hey, my new boyfriend and a bunch of people are coming. Come join our group. You're saying come be a part of this weird triad where it's not you're just the the non-sexual component of it. So we'll have all the sexual energy yeah. and all the chemistry. You sit across from us and, you know, make small talk. But, and if we want to address you, we will. But he knows that this whole time he's looking longingly at him like he's aware of your feelings for him. I just would never feed into this. My God, I would never give somebody the satisfaction. Right. I this, just wouldn't. And also just like uh, take the romance out of it. This dude's not your friend, bro. No. Like no, nobody that really likes you would ever do this to you. Like uh, on just uh, do it for yourself. Like you have to step away and you have to evaluate what made it so that you are still here and we are still talking to you about this. You're a good person, but you cannot be this vulnerable to emotional predators like this dude this dude is just enjoying it's like what a psychopath it, would do. really because he's not really getting he's not like getting money from this dude he's just like no. enjoying like i know you want me now order dinner order eat our nachos yeah that's gross yeah uh and it's so it's so incredibly insensitive to like i mean i yelled at my parents we were going for a walk my brother my mom my dad and me and when i was visiting them in uh we were all in louisiana and we went for a walk and my dad grabbed my mom's hand because he wanted to hold her hand while we were walking and i was like can you not (laughs) and that's just my parents right like i was irritated like some of us single people don't need to watch people who have somebody's hand to hold and like the idea that he's just sitting there watching these two kiki with each other oh absolutely not all right so a keep us abreast yeah on that note, yeah, we gotta we gotta go. But I, I could I could talk forever. But maybe definitely we'll just do a bunch more episodes. Uh, but that's gonna put this one in the tank, y'all. I've been Al Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Al Jackson, on Instagram at Al Jackson, IG on YouTube at Al Jackson Comedy. But more importantly, Corinne Kaplan, where can we find you, girl? Well, um, I was going to think of something clever to say, but I couldn't think of anything. Hopefully <laughs> like on a you, date in a few yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. Um, not like, I don't know, dying of hypothermia on the streets with like my bottles of Mezcal I bought. Um, so you can get me on Instagram at Corinne Sanity, Twitter, same thing. And TikTok is at Corinne Kaplan. And that's going to do it for us, folks. Ah, uh, puff of smoke, we're out. Bye. Bye.